Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. I have a message for you today. I believe we're continuing our series about healing, and I believe we'll continue to, the, to, the, to next week, and we'll see what the Lord has for us for the month of June. But I do have this word for you. I'm going to tell you something. Healing is something that you and I need to feed on daily. And I, I'm, I'm, not going to get, I'm not going to stop saying that, but it's something that we need to feed on daily. The enemy wants to attack our bodies. I was perfectly fine all day. You know, I, I, I had no problems and whatnot. And the moment that I was preparing to preach this word, my body got attacked. Yes, my body got attacked. I start having a headache and start feeling sick and, and even depression tried to go on me. And I just resisted, resist that mess and commanded it to leave. And I just thank God for totally healing me. And I'm telling you, I stand before you a healed man. There are times that the enemy will come and, and try. Imagine that I'm about to preach about healing and here the enemy comes to attack my physical body. I, I, I encourage you, I exhort you to make sure that you are strengthening your faith concerning healing. You may not think you need it right now, but you, you will need it somewhere in the future. And so prepare yourself, fill yourself up with the Word of God, which is my first point, my first application, is to fill yourself up with the Word of God. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we come to you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity to share your word with your people. I pray none of me but all of you granted to me your, your son and your slave, supernatural divine utterance, that I may boldly make known the mysteries of the gospel. I pray for everyone that listens to this, whether through um, po the podcast, SoundCloud, Apple Music, Google Play, all, Amazon, wherever they listen to this, I pray that it will minister to them where they are. And may this sermon bring life and health to all those who will receive it to their flesh. We give your name glory and honor. We, we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So today I'm going to share with you concerning the title of my message is called Satan's Plot Against the Human Body. Satan's Plot Against the Human Body. Yes, that's a long title, but I want you to get the punchline. Satan's Plot Against the Human Body. Sickness is not a blessing, but it's a curse. Say that with me. Sickness is not a blessing. It is a curse. It has been designed to empower you to fail in life and stop you from doing the will of God. If the devil can't get you to go back into the world, then he's going to try to attack your physical body to make you ill, to put a disease on you so that you will not be able to fulfill the will of God. When we're sick or broke, sick and broke, then it those are things that will hinder us fulfilling the will of God. Now, I know that there have been men and women who have overcome and have dealt with their sickness even in the midst of doing God's will, but I'm telling you, it is not God's perfect will for you to be sick or afflicted in your physical body or broke at that that's, as well. Sickness is the offspring of sin. Sickness is the offspring of sin. Sin originated with Satan, 
so did sickness and disease. Satan wanted to be like the most high when he was Lucifer. Sin was formed inside of Satan, and it manifested in pride and rebellious rebellion against God Almighty. Never view sickness as anything other than the way that God sees it. Sickness and disease are curses from the enemy. Let me say that again. I just made some religious person mad. Sickness and disease are curses from the enemy. Satan oppresses people with sickness and disease. He has sold the lie to many believers that God is behind that sickness. I, I, that, that's worth a heart. <laughs> Go ahead and tweet that. Satan has sold the lie to many believers that God is behind that sickness. Let me tell you what, 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 what happens when you view sickness as coming from God. You actually will embrace it. You will look at it as your lot in life. Until you see sickness as your enemy, you'll never resist it. If you believe that God is trying to teach you something, I don't know who came up with that idea that, that God was teaching you something through sickness. Think about for those who are parents or grandparents or aunts or uncles, did, do you use something very harmful such as fire or uh, 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 sicking an a animal on your kids or your nephew or your grandchild to teach them a lesson? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yes, we're, we're told to, to, to punish our kids or to spank our kids in order to drive out hell. The Bible is strong on, um, you know, if you spare the rod, you spoil the child. And, of course, you know, there are people who take that to the extreme and they abuse their kids. But there needs to be some type of discipline. But God does not use Satan's weapons to discipline his kids. God uses his word his spirit, our, the conviction that we have, he brings conviction to us. He does not use Satan's weapon or tools to discipline his kids. He uses his word. He uses his spirit. He brings conviction. He uses the saints and so forth. But he does not use Satan's tool. So until you see sickness as your enemy, coming from the enemy, you'll never resist it. It isn't God's will for you to suffer or be afflicted with pain or disease or sickness for one moment. It isn't God's will for you to be disabled and unable to move or always crying because you're in pain. It is Satan's will for you, for you to be hurt, for you to be sickly, for you to be down and out, for you to have arthritis, diabetes. I mentioned gum disease. I don't know why I keep talking about that. Gum disease. Whatever situation you find yourself in, even seasonal allergies, that is from the pit of the enemy, the pit of hell. It is Satan's will for you to hurt physically as well as emotionally. He's behind those tears. Satan is behind those tears. I know people want to look at it like, oh, I'm going through, I need to be content in this sickness. That's not what the Apostle Paul is talking about when he says, whatever state you find yourself in, to be content. In other words, to be content in Christ, to be satisfied with Christ. That's what he's talking about. But sickness and disease, suffering of that such, we should resist it. Satan is the oppressor. 
He is the afflictor. He is the accuser. He's the enemy of your body and your soul. He is the enemy. Jesus, on the other hand, is the life giver. He's the healer. He's the deliverer. He's the savior. Not only is he the savior of your spirit, but he's the savior also of your soul and the savior of your body. We see from the book of Hebrews that Jesus saves to the utmost. And he'll even save your body from that sickness or that disease. Jesus is the one who took your place. So how dare for how dare religious minds say that God is behind this affliction? The lie, if you believe this lie, what's going to happen is you'll actually embrace the sickness and receive it as your lot in life. There are a lot of people who stop fighting against sickness. Even people in the world, as, as you think about people who don't know Christ, and they are afflicted with some type of disease like cancer. We have survivors of cancer. They fight cancer. There is a fighting spirit in which God gives both the saved and unsaved to resist. Even your body will fight against anything foreign in it. It, would, it, it, it recognizes, wait, wait a minute, this is going to harm you. Come on, come on, cells, let's come, let's go. Immune system, let's get ready to fight. And that's the way that God designed the human body is to fight off affliction and viruses and sickness and disease. And they're, they're, you know, sometimes that's why we need vitamins and different, um, di different supplements to help and even the things that we eat to help us to fight against the thing. Your, your body is fighting against bacteria and di different things that wants to destroy it. If God wanted you to be sick, he would not have put inside of the human body the, the mindset, if I can say that, to fight against a, something that's going to harm it. Jesus gave you the authority to speak to sickness, disease, and pain. And I'm, I'm speaking to three categories, sickness, disease, and pain. Jesus gave you that authority. You don't have to receive it. You don't have to sit back and, and accept that as part of, part of God's will for your life. It is not God's will for you to suffer one moment. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? It is not God's will for you to suffer for one moment or one day. But you just don't sit back and let, oh, Lord, if you want me to be free from this, take it away. No, you have to do something about it. And that's where many Christians fail to receive as it relates to sickness and disease. I know many Christians and they're godly men and women who have died to a sickness and disease. And I'm here to tell you from Kingdom Living Ministries, it is not God's will for you to die of some sickness or disease or to die suffering in that way. As Christians, are we to suffer? You better believe it. But that's not the type of suffering that God has designed and ordained for believers to suffer. We're called to suffer our flesh crucifying the flesh. We're called to suffer persecution for his name's sake. We're called to suffer our wills, deny our will, and, and, and receive his will and, and seek after his will. We're called to suffer our flesh, to, to deny this flesh. That's part of the Christian suffering. But this other suffering, suffering as far as sickness and disease, there's a scripture in Psalm that says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Let's talk about disease and sickness real quick. Disease is actually the condition 
um, that makes you feel sick. Disease is the, is the condition that makes you feel sick. Disease is the cause. Sickness is the effect. And it is possible for you to have sickness without a disease. The good news is that God took both our sins and our sickness and he placed them on Jesus. And we can reflect on 1 Peter 2.24 and Isaiah 53. With his stripes, we are healed. 1 Peter says, by whose stripes you were healed. Isaiah was looking to the cross, and that's why he uses the word with. With his stripes, we are healed. Peter is looking back at the cross by saying, by whose stripes you were healed. Now, in the Greek and the Hebrew, the word stripes, it actually is translated wounds. So by his wounds, you were healed. And we'll dive into this. I'm going to read this out of the Christian Standard Bible, 1 Peter 2.24. 1 Peter 2.24 says this, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree. How many know that Jesus bore our sins? He didn't sin, but he bore our sins. He carried our sins. He became sin, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. He became sin. 1 Peter says he bore our sins in his own body on the tree. So that having died to sin, how many know that Jesus died to sin? He's not dying to sin anymore. He died to sins that we may live for righteousness. And by his wounds, you have been healed. By his wounds, the wounds of Jesus, when they, they, they bruised him, right? They whipped him. By his stripes, by his wounds, you were healed. That's good news. And as you can see, Peter is seeing sin and sickness as one. Sin and sickness as one. Christ died for our sickness as much as he died for our sins. That, that go, that's probably going to get a lot of question marks. <laughs> but Christ died for our sickness just as much as he died for our sins. Let me take it one step further. <laughs> Christ died for our poverty just as much as he died for our sins. Christ died for our dysfunctions just as much as he died for our sins. And we can go on. I believe, I, don't, I, I, I believe that the church at large has not even scratched the surface of everything that God did for us in Christ. There is so much more that God did for humanity in the person and work of Jesus that we have yet to see and behold the realities of the cross and the realities of the resurrection and the foretaste of the heaven to come, the foretaste of the new earth and a new heaven and to have his spirit inside of us. God did not give us his spirit so that you and I can die of some diabolical sickness and disease. I'm here to tell you, if you don't hear anything else, hear this. Do not die with that sickness and disease. If you want to die, die in peace. Die have fulfilling the, the will of God. Die empty, but don't die because of some sickness or disease or even accident. We have authority over these things. God has given us authority over these things. It's one thing to die 
because people are killing you for his namesake. But it's another thing to die because the enemy put some type of sickness or disease on you. Glory to God. 1 Peter 2.24 again. He himself bore our sins in his body and on the tree so that having died to sins, we may live for righteousness. And by his wounds, you have been healed. If you've been healed, you are healed, and that is your reality. We'll dive into that a little bit more next week. I got a special message as we conclude this series about healing. So we're talking about Satan's plot against the human body. Satan wants to put sickness and disease on your body. He wants to afflict you with pain. He wants you to be depressed and emotionally drained. He, he does not care about happiness. He hates happiness. He doesn't want you to be happy. He doesn't want you to be at peace. But Jesus came that you may have life and life more abundantly. Let's go to a few scriptures in Luke. Luke chapter 4, these will be out of the ESV. Luke chapter 4, verse 31 through 35. Satan is the real originator of sin, sickness, and death. Let me say that again. Satan is the real originator of sin, sickness, and death. He is the author of sin, sickness, and pain, and death. Learn how to discern where sickness, disease, and pain come from. There's no COVID-19 in heaven. There's no heavenly flu. There's no arthritis in heaven. There's no headaches, no, no backaches, no um, cancer, no arthritis. There, there's no diabetes. There's no nothing that reflects sorrow in heaven. In the new heaven and earth, there's going to be no more crying. Glory to God. And as a child of God, you don't have to cry like the world. We may have losses, in which we will, all right? If you live a little bit, somebody's going to die, and you're going to have a loss. But thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. We can rest in the peace of God. Though I sorrow, I do not sorrow like the world. Though I go through, I don't go through like the world because the greater one is on the inside of me. Until we get our minds renewed, until we understand who we are in Christ Jesus and what God has done for us in Jesus, we'll, we'll live like the world. Will, will suffer like the world. Though there are COVID-19 cases all around us, I'm here to tell you that Christ redeemed us from the curse of COVID-19. We don't have to allow it to rule and to be dominion over our life, to dominate our lives, but we can resist it in Jesus' name. Some people, when they get COVID-19, they just sit back and let it have its way. But I'm telling you, rise up, child of God, and resist the devil. I, I'm jumping ahead, but you need to resist him. You need to resist diabetes, resist any kind of pain, headaches. I'm telling you, my, my young boy, young boy, who's three years old, um, he, he was diagnosed with all these allergies. I began to speak to it, and I still speak to it to this day. I believe that the reality is already set in. But also, he was diagnosed with eczema. Eczema. You know, eczema is a, a, a some type of 
uh, sickness that attacks the skin and any, I believe the, even the immune system. I'm not sure. I'm not a doctor, not that type of doctor anyway, but I curse it all the time. When I put his special lotion on, I curse the eczema and I say in the name of Jesus, eczema, leave my son right now in Jesus' name. I curse you and command you to go from his skin, go from his system. And he always says, daddy, what's eczema? I guess I need to look it up to give him more uh, a descriptive um, I give them a description of what it really is. But I say it's something harmful, something that the devil puts on. And so he'll say, I curse you, eczema. I curse you in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, you got to curse these things. Sometimes, <laughs> I, I went from that to this to come down. Sometimes sickness is the result of sin. <laughs> that, I, I'm sure that didn't get a lot of amens, a lot of hearts. Sometimes sickness is the result of of sin, STDs, <laughs> think about that for one moment, is a result or possibly a result of sin. There are sins that people commit that will enforce or embrace the cycle, the curse cycle in their lives. There are certain things that we do that will welcome diseases in our bodies. If you eat certain foods for a long period of time or don't exercise for a long period of time, different things that we do will invoke. So there are sins like that that will invite or sin will be a breeding ground for sickness. Certain things that people do when they disobey God and sin against them it will be the grounds in which sickness can come and attack their bodies. I'm thinking about 1 Corinthians chapter 5, how the son was with the stepmother and the, there was some type of affliction that came on his body as a result of his sin, as a result of his sin. Go with me to John chapter 5, verse 14. John chapter 5, verse 14. We're talking about Satan's plot against the human body. John chapter 5, verse 14 says this. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are well. Sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you. Let me read this again, ESV. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are well, sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you. Sometimes, not all the times, don't leave the conversation, don't leave the sermon thinking that everybody who's sick is because they sin. I did not say that. I said sometimes sickness comes as a result of someone sinning. And in this case, in John chapter 5, Verse 14, we see that the gentleman was healed and Jesus found him in the temple after he healed him and says, you see that you're well. Go and sin no more unless something worse come upon you. Now, let's look at a couple of scriptures. Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. Let's look at verses 31 and th through 35. Luke chapter 4. Four, verses 31 through 35 says this, And he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, 
and he was teaching them on the Sabbath. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word possessed authority. In the synagogue, there was a man who had the spirit of an unclean demon. He cried out with a loud voice, Ha! What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent, come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him down in their midst, he came out of him, having done him no harm. And they were all amazed and said to one another, What is this word? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits, and they come out. And reports about him went into every place in the surrounding region. So we see here that Christ rebuked this unclean spirit, this demon. He rebukes it, and the demon leaves. Let's jump down to verse 38. And he arose and left the synagogue and entered Simon's house. Now Simon's mother-in-law was ill with a high fever, and they appealed to him on her behalf. He stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And immediately she rose and began to serve them. Now when the sun was setting, all those who had any... who all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him. And he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. And demons also came out of many, crying, You are the Son of God. And he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Christ. And when it was day, he departed and went into a desolate place. And the people sought him, came to him, and would have kept him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well. For I was sent for this purpose. And he was preaching in the synagogues of Judah, Judea. So we see from this that here Jesus rebuked demons, commanded them to go, but as you see how he dealt with Peter's mother-in-law, Peter's mother-in-law had a fever, and here Jesus rebuked the fever as, his, as if it was an evil spirit. Think about that. Jesus rebuked the fever, and that's in verse 38 through 39, 39, he says, and he stood over her and rebuked the fever. That word rebuke is the same word used when he rebuked the demon in the verses above and the verses below. So Jesus treated sickness as he did demons. Christ dealt with sickness like he did with demons. Christ's ministry was significantly focused on healing. Healing was huge for Jesus. Jesus went around teaching, preaching, healing. Teaching, preaching, and healing. That was part of his ministry. Part of his ministry was teaching. The other part was preaching. The other part was healing. I believe that the church for overall, we, we, we do a lot of teaching. There's a lot of preaching. Not a lot of healing. <laughs> As you look over at, at the church, you don't see a lot of healing. But healing is part of Jesus' ministry. And today, healing is still part of Jesus' ministry. Jesus is still in the business of healing people. Go with me to Acts chapter 10, ESV. Acts chapter 10, let's look at this. Acts chapter 10, let's look at verse 38. Acts chapter 10, verse 38 says this, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. 
He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Let me read this again. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. The devil is the oppressor. Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the life giver. Jesus is the deliverer. So where Satan is oppressing people, Jesus is going around undoing the works of Satan and healing people. Jesus redeemed us from our sins and our sickness and disease and poverty. He, God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Satan is in the business of making people sick. Sickness is never a blessing. It's, a, it's always a curse. There's nothing about sickness that glorifies God. Sickness is a curse. It empowers individuals to fail. Your, your body was designed to live not, it was, originally was not designed to live forever, but it was designed right here in this state to live free from cancer, free from sickness and disease and pain. Jesus came that we may have life and life more abundantly. The devil, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan will always steal from you. He'll always destroy you. He always will, will take advantage of you, steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus, on the other hand, will always do you good. He has been sent to do you some good. And so as we can see in the word here, Acts chapter 10, verse 38, it says, Jesus went around healing all who were oppressed of the devil. The word oppressed means under the, the, the domination or the lordship of Satan. So Jesus healed all those who were under the lordship of Satan. The lordship of Satan. Satan always will impress, oppress people. He will never set you free. Sometimes when people do certain things, you know, for example, well, I don't want to get into that. I, I know that's controversial, but... There are things, so if you go see someone who's under the influence of Satan and they heal one area of your life, I want you to know that another area will show up deficient. Satan will never heal you to heal you. He will always oppress you. He is oppressor. Until you see Satan for who he is, you'll always yield to him. And Satan has a plot against the human body. He, he wants to destroy the body of humans. Satan has special spirits whose chief business is to make people sick. Let me say it again. Satan has special spirits whose chief business is to make people sick. Let's look at this. Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Actually, Luke 13. Satan's plot against the human body. Satan's plot against the human body. Luke chapter 13 Verses 10 through 16. It says, Now when he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, behold, there was a woman who had a disabling spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully strengthen herself. When she saw her, when Jesus saw her, he called her over and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your disability. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight, and she glorified God. 
But the ruler of the synagogue, synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to, to the people, there are six days in which, in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. Then the Lord answered him, you hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to water it? Ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath? He said those things, and all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the people rejoiced at all the glorious things that were done by him. So we see religious people are upset over the day, and they put a focus on the day instead of looking at the miracles that Jesus was doing. Jesus said that this woman was bound for 18 years by who? Not God, but Satan. Satan is behind sickness and disease. This woman was bent over. She was disabled, and the enemy was behind it. And Jesus said, this is a daughter of Abraham. She has covenant with God. Shouldn't she be free from Satan? Sickness and disease will bind you up for many years. Satan will love to put sickness on you for many, 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 many years. Have you bound up for many years? He does not want you to be free from sickness and disease. In Mark 9, we see a woman with the issue of blood. She was bound for 12 years. Satan will try to bind you with a sickness, a disease, or pain for many years. It brings him great pleasure to make you sick and to be, for you to be in pain. Think over your own life. He will make you sick physically, mentally, emotionally. He is in the business of making people sick. Satan is in the business of making people sick. Listen to that. Satan is in the business of making people sick. Jesus is in the business of healing people. He has already purchased the price, already did the work to reverse the curse and to dismantle it. It is the anointing that destroys the yoke. And even as I'm preaching about this message about healing, I want you to know the anointing is present now. Wherever you're listening to this at, wherever you are watching this at, the anointing is present to undo the work of the enemy. The anointing has been sent to remove burdens, that burden of sickness and disease, that shackle, that, that yoke of sickness, that yoke of seasonal allergies, that yoke of a common cold, that yoke of migraine headaches, come on, that yoke of, of um, fungus in the feet, that yoke of bondage, whatever the bondage may be, Jesus the healer is present to remove that burden and destroy that yoke in Jesus' name. Satan is in the business of yoking people up to sickness and disease for many years. Go with me to 1 John, 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3, and let's look at verse 18. Uh, excuse me, verse 8. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8 says this. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. 
And part of the works of the devil is sickness and disease and pain. Jesus was sent from the Father to reunite us to, to the Father, to forgive us of our sins, to provide forgiveness through his blood. But it doesn't stop there. The good news is he went on and took care of our physical bodies. Jesus was sent to destroy the works of the devil. Any, any mental illness, Jesus was sent to destroy the works of the devil. When a person is insane, Satan is behind that. When a person can't talk right, Satan is behind that. When a person is disabled, Satan is behind that. When a person has migraines or is depressed, Satan is behind that. Until you see the real devil, you'll never resist him. Until you see oh, the real devil, you'll never resist him. Satan is behind people um, inside. Have you ever noticed, you know, sometimes they, they go and they get uh, surgery of cancer or, or perhaps it's a brain tumor and they, they, they do all the surgery and, and, they, and they, they remove the cancer or the brain tumor and then months later it comes back, then they remove it again, it comes back, then again it comes back, whether it's nasal polyps. Recently, I got a bad report. A couple years ago, I, I, was, um, I had a lot of nasal polyps for years and years and years, did not know. But the, the, the advanced ENT doctor specialist said, he says, I don't understand why you're even breathing right now. So he, he did the surgery. I had peace about it. He went in and took the surgery out. I went to go see him about a month ago. Guess what? He said the polyps are back. It was like almost he was saying they came back with a vengeance. So he put me on some antibiotics, gave me some steroids, gave me this new particular um, item to remove them. But guess what? One thing I didn't do in the first round is I did not resist it. I didn't speak against it. So I started speaking against it. And I'm telling you, for three years, I had not been able to smell. For three years. Everybody say three years. Three years, Satan bound up my smelling, had my, my sinuses blocked, where I could not smell. For the first time in three years, which is the life of my youngest son, I could not smell. I would be, if he, if he pooped on himself, I couldn't smell it. But I thank God for my smelling being back. I thank God for giving me, yes, medicine, but giving me an understanding that I need to rebuke that. And every time I go to my bathroom, I, I curse these nasal polyps, and I command them to wither up and die. And I'm expecting, when I go to see him in a couple weeks, that he'll say, Mr. Wright, those nasal polyps are gone because I believe, not just because of the medicine, because medicine will only... Um, deal with the symptoms, but the power of God will go in and destroy the works of the enemy. And so Jesus was manifested. Jesus um, appeared to destroy the works of the devil. So wherever sickness and disease, whether it's mental, emotional, or physical, Jesus has been sent to destroy the works of the devil in your life, whether it's pornography, whether it's some kind of lust thing or some kind of demonic oppression or even possession, Jesus is the deliverer. Jesus is the deliverer. This woman with the issue of blood, for 12 years, Satan bound her up. 
the woman who was disabled, for 18 years, Satan bound her up. Satan will bind you up for many, many years. It may be 40 years. It may be 100 years. He wants to oppress your body. He will, he's behind that sickness and disease. He's behind that headache. He's behind diabetes. Yes, you, you, may have been, you may have yielded to him by eating the wrong things and not doing what's right, but Jesus is still not behind it. G G Satan is behind those things. Jesus is in the business of healing people, and Satan is in the business of making them sick. The spirit of infirmity is the spirit of sickness. In Mark chapter 25, it talks about a, that Satan has a deaf and dumb spirit. There are spirits, certain spirits that will make people deaf, cause them not to be able to hear, cause them to not be able to talk. That is a spirit. Satan is behind that. When a person is not able to develop their speech, a kid, like they're supposed to. Satan is behind that. Satan is behind hearing loss. Satan is behind arthritis. Satan is behind blindness. Satan is behind every sickness or disease you can imagine. It is the enemy. It's not God. God is a good God, and Satan is a bad devil. He will take advantage of babies. He will, any kind of deformity, Satan is behind that. Any kind of disability, Satan is behind that. I know that's not popular because majority of the church at large will receive those things. Well, that's my plot lot in life. I guess God knew what he was doing. That's a bunch of baloney. We're, we're to reject those things. My time is getting away from me. But I want you to understand, until you understand where sickness comes from, you will never resist it. Until you understand where sickness comes from, you'll never resist it. Listen to me carefully. Sickness is not from God. God has no sickness to give people. It's like saying God causes people to sin when you say that God is behind the sickness. God makes no one sick. Learn to see sickness and sin as one. They're from one place and one person. They originated with Satan. You wouldn't dare blame God for sin. So therefore, don't blame God for sickness and disease. I said this in my little moments or, or Wednesday wisdom. God is glorified or most glorified when we receive what he did for us in Christ. God is glorified when we receive what he did for us in Christ. God gets glory when we receive what Christ wrought for us. He became sin. He became poor. He became sick. He became sick. He became poor. He became sin. It pleased the Lord to crush the Lord. He has put him to grief. Jesus bore our sickness and carried our pain. We'll look into that next week as we conclude this service. I heard an old story of someone, an old slave say, before I'll be a slave, I'll be buried in the grave. And I, we need to have some type of philosophy. Before I yield to sickness and disease and pain, I will stand, I will stand, I will stand and refuse it. And we'll talk about that next week. Let me give you these five points. I got five points. Get your pencils. Type it in your, your laptop, on your iPad, or on your phone. Here are the five points of how to stand against Satan. Remember, 
Satan's plot against the human body is to put sickness and disease on it and even pain. You shouldn't go down one moment defeated with sickness and disease. I, 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 I've studied many healing evangelists over the years, and I see that some of them have died of the very thing that God used to heal, to, to heal them through, or, or that he, he used them to heal. Just like the devil, right? The very thing that God anoints you to, to set people free is the very thing that he uses against you. To I'm telling you, as I was preparing this message, I started feeling sick, really, really sick, real bad, and got depressed about it. And now all of a sudden, I took my place in Christ, and I said, no, not here, Satan. You got to go in Jesus' name. You leave my mind, leave my head, leave my body. I curse nasal polyps in Jesus' name. I command them to leave me. My smell will never depart from me. I'll be able to smell I'll forever be able to smell until the day Jesus comes or to the day that I go see him. I'm telling you, it is demonic for you to not be able to smell. For three years, I never said anything to anybody but my wife. My wife knew I couldn't smell. She would sometimes be cooking and say, did you smell that? And even part of my taste buds were gone. So I probably had COVID before there was COVID, <laughs> 2018. I, I, I actually believe that. I believe that I actually had some kind of strand that was is the origin of that, that diabolical thing. I was in the hospital for nine days, and, and some of the ministers had to minister. I was, it was on Easter. And I'm telling you, I, 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 thank God I'm, I'm able to smell for the first time in three years. You didn't know that about me. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I'm free this day. And I'm going to testify. I'm going to resist the devil. I'm going to continue to curse these pileups, these nasal pileups. And I will not have to have surgery again. When I come back, when I go back to see the specialist, they're going to say, Mr. Wright, you're totally healed. And I'll come back and testify. It'll be even as I've spoken in Jesus' name. So here are the five things to stand against Satan. Remember, Satan's plot against, your human, against the human body is to put sickness and disease on it and even pain. Don't have, you don't have to be in pain one moment. Listen to me, child of God. You don't have to be in pain one moment. Pain is not God's will for your life. Sickness, let, let me do you a side story. There was a time that I remember driving I, for, from, from a little boy. I've always obeyed, for the most part, obeyed and honored my parents. And I was driving, I had a sharp pain on the side of my, on, on, on my side. It was sharp. It was painful. I reminded God of his word, Ephesians 6. This word says that the word of God says this. It says that children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is the will of God or something similar to it. It says, honor the Lord. This is the first commandment with promise that your days on the earth will be well and you'll live long on the earth. So I'm going to live long on the earth because I honor my parents. I did. And I still do honor my mom. I'm here to tell you that that pain came up on the, my side. I said, in the name of Jesus, I curse this pain, and I command it to leave my side right now in Jesus' name. Father, you said that if I honor my parents and obey them, that my days on the earth will be well, and this is not a well day. And so I cash in a well day, I claim a well day, and I command this pain to go. Do you know that by the power of God, that pain lifted just like that? I'm telling you, God's promises are real and you and I can receive them and walk in them every day. <laughs> yes, that's a true story. So that if a young person, 
That should, that should inspire you to obey your parents so that your days could be well. You can claim well days every day of your life if you did what the scriptures told you to do. And if you haven't repent, and the Lord is merciful and gracious. All right, how to stand against Satan. The first is to fill your heart with the word of God. Fill your heart with the word of God. Colossians 3.16. Let the words of Christ dwell in you richly. Number two, renew your mind with the reality of Christ the healer. Renew your mind with the reality of Christ the healer. That's Romans 12.2. Renew your mind with the reality of Christ the healer. Number three, stand against the wiles of the devil. Stand against the wiles of the devil. Ephesians 3.11. Ephesians 3.11 and 3.12 says, Having done all to stand, stand therefore. Stand against the wiles. As you think about wiles, it's the schemes or the plots or the thoughts of the enemy. Stand against them. When thoughts come across your head, doesn't mean that you got to meditate on it. Let them keep going. It's, see, having a bad thought isn't a sin. It's meditating on the bad thought. So when that thought, that, that sickness and disease is going to overtake you, resist it. Keep your mind on Christ and on what he has done for you. Stand and get, the Bible tells us to pull down strongholds. That's talking about strongholds in the mind. It's not talking about strongholds over cities. It's talking about strongholds in the mind. Pull those thoughts down. So that was number three, stand against the wiles of the devil. Number four, resist the devil in the name of Jesus. Resist the devil in the name of Jesus. 1 Peter 5, verses 8 through 9. This will be my last scripture. Let's go over there. 1 Peter chapter 5. Satan's plot against the human body. Satan's plot against the human body. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. It says this, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Satan is out to devour you spiritually, socially, soullessly, or mentally, emotionally, and physically. Seeking someone to devour. Resist him. Firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of sufferings are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. It says resist him and stand firm in your faith. Resist the devil in the name of Jesus. Resist him. The Bible tells us in James chapter 5 to submit ourselves to God and resist the devil. He'll flee. He has to flee. And last but not least, praise and worship God for your healing. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. says, and in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. This is how you stand against the devil. Fill your, your heart with the word of God. Renew your mind with the reality of Christ the healer. Stand against the wiles of the devil. Resist the devil in the name of Jesus. And praise and worship God for your healing. That's how you resist the devil. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name. Thank you, Father. I want you to, if you need healing in your body, and even if you don't, I want you to make this confession. And I want you to release your faith. Say, I confess Jesus Christ as Lord over my life, spirit, soul, and body. I receive the power of God to make me sound, whole, delivered, saved, and healed now. I act on the word of God and receive the power of God. 
sickness and disease and pain. I resist you in the name of Jesus. You're not the will of God for me. I enforce the word of God on you. I'll not tolerate you in my life. Leave my presence. I allow, I, I'll never allow you back. My days of sickness and disease are over. I'm saved and I'm healed. The power of sickness has been forever broken over my life. Jesus bore my sickness, weakness, and pain, and I'm free. Sickness shall have or shall no longer lord it over me. Sin shall no longer lord it over me. Fear shall, fear shall no longer lord it over me. Evil addictions shall no longer lord it over me. I've been redeemed from the curse of the law, and I proclaim my freedom in Jesus' name today. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation, and I receive the gospel, I act on the gospel, and I am made whole in Jesus' name. Amen. That is a good confession. I actually got that from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. We'll make that available for you. Hopefully it was on the, it's on the screen. If not, we'll put it up there somewhere where you can say it and confess it over your life and your body. That is a good confession to make. So if you need healing in your body, say, I receive healing now in Jesus' name. I receive healing in my body now, and I resist sickness. I resist you pain. I resist you disease right now in Jesus' name. Amen. If you are not born again and would like to make Jesus the Lord of your life, I want to extend you this opportunity to miss hell. Heaven is, there, heaven is a wonderful place, and heaven is, is designed for you and I to be with God. And I want to invite you and extend to you this, this wonderful opportunity to make him the Lord of your life. Just pray this simple prayer with me. There's no magic in the, in the words, but only faith in God. Say, Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name. I'm asking you, to forgive me of my sins. I believe in my heart that God raised Christ from the dead. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time, I want to welcome you into the family of God. Welcome to the family of God. Make sure you hit us up on info at kingdomlivingnj.org to let us know what the Lord has done in your life. And we want to welcome you. We want to send you something just to welcome you into this wonderful family of God. Send you to some resources that can help you along your way. That concludes this week's message. And thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.